Okay, let's say this together. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. You believe it? Amen. Be seated. Hallelujah. Good to see you, Marilyn. <laughs> Dan's mom's here with us today and uh, Mother's Day is a special day. Um, if you put up that photo, my mom couldn't be here today. I think this is about her first Mother's Day. And she said to me, are you taking me to church? And I said, Mom, can't do it tomorrow. It's going to be raining. And she's been struggling in the nursing home. She'll be 96 in July. And uh, the nurses uh, told me she had an event. I don't want to have an event. Everybody say, don't have an event. <laughs> about a couple of weeks ago, she had a, a little thing happen. We're not sure what. But uh, this is five generations, uh, my, my mom, myself, my daughter, Lori, who leads worship, her daughter, Annabelle, and our, her little baby, Beckett. And uh, we're really blessed that she's been around all these years. She's still bossing. Uh, even in her condition, she's still telling me, put the milk in the refrigerator, don't put it there, put it there. And exact places for everything. But everybody say, thank God for moms. <laughs> I don't think we ever outgrow our desire to uh, take care of things or to try to make things better. And today, um, I felt to title this message with a lot of help from my friend. How many of you know um, the Beatles song, With a Little Help from My Friends? <laughs> and, uh, but this, I needed a lot of help in my life uh, as, a, as a, just a human being, as a mom, as a wife, uh, grandma now, great-grandma, all those things that happen in our lives as we get older. Uh, there's certainly many seasons to life, but the person that you know will always be there is Jesus. And I want to start this morning with Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. Um, this scripture says, The man of many friends, a friend of all the world, will prove himself a bad friend, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Everybody say closer. Closer than a brother. And if you would, if you could put everything back to the New King James, I had that amplified up on Wednesday night. Uh, by the way, we're sharing on Wednesday night from the book of Acts. I'm going to talk a little bit today about the Holy Spirit because I'm going to talk about our friend, our helper, and our guide. And uh, that's, that's what Jesus wants to be in our life. God sent Jesus to die for our sins so that we could be set free to have an open door to hear from heaven. Everybody say, hear from heaven. And by the voice of the Holy Spirit, we, we get to hear what God is saying. We get to know what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking into our life, what's coming in the future, because that's one of the Holy Spirit's uh, jobs as a part of the Trinity. And so uh, God is with us all the time. Uh, in the day that Jesus was in the earth, he was there in person. Now, by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, he's still with us. Everybody say that. God's always with me. And so he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Now, um, my sister's right here on the front row. You can tell we're dressed alike today. Not on purpose, hallelujah, but my mother would love it. That we ended up, she'd think we were here to do a song for you or something or you know, she always wanted us to go on the road and sing, and she'd play the piano. That was her dream, and she still does that every now and then in the nursing home still. But uh, a friend that will stick with you no matter what, in what condition uh, you're in, in a circumstance, but most of all, in whatever condition you are as a person. 
God never gives up on us. He never says, it's over for them. Now, we may say that, but he will never say that about us. And in John 15, 13, uh, Jesus himself said, uh, no greater love has any man than that he would lay down his life for his friends. So not only is he our friend, but we are his friends. And so when we, th- when we think about the kingdom of God, I know uh, when I went through things in my life, being raised in a denominational church, sometimes, I don't know why, but I interpreted God as somebody who was for me if I did good, and he wasn't for me if I didn't. And, um, you know, as a mom, uh, I'm for my children no matter what they do. I'm for them. Now, that doesn't mean I think everything they do is right, but I'm never not for my children. How many of you understand that? As a dad, you know, uh, my husband and I, you know, we've, we're older, in case you didn't notice. And so we have experienced a lot of, um, by that five-generation picture, you would, but we've experienced a lot of seasons, not just in our lives, but in the lives of our children, now in the lives of our grandchildren. And I'm certain I want to live a long time, so hopefully my great-grandchildren. Uh, when I listen to my mother tell about all the family. My daughter Lori came to see her in in the nursing home when she was really struggling herself. But what she said was, well, how's Carter? How's Jack? How's Annabelle? How's Joey? How's the baby? Uh, Why? Because her heart is just like God's. See, that's the way God, no matter what they're doing, no matter how they're maybe doing, and, and not that any of them are doing anything, but I've had my children do some things that, you know, I was pretty shocked. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Every one of you have had that happen. It's like, say what? You did what? I remember when I worked at, uh, in Tulsa, we worked in the church, and I was in the Christian school, and um, they said, there's going to be a rumble tonight. And they say that some of our kids are involved in the school. I thought, oh, my gosh, I wonder who those kids could be. Well, guess what? My middle son was the head of the Rumblers. <laughs> However, I didn't know it till after the fact. But I was praying that whoever these children were, because they were going through the drains in Tulsa. Now, in Tulsa, they have gigantic drains because of the flooding. Because out there, when the floods hit, the, these, these ducks are like not like what you see outside your house in the street. They're mammoth. These kids are running through drains with eggs and throwing them at cars at night. I am praying, oh, God, let them get caught. You know, before somebody gets hurt, it could be a, and guess who it is? It's my bandito. He has a military, or what do you call that? His army duds. Remember, Rodney, you came to visit. They were in the closet. He'd crawl out the window, walk a mile and a half to his friends, climb up the lattice work. They'd get in the bedroom. They'd make their plan. They'd all climb down and go into the gutter and run till like two in the morning and then come home shocked. I was shocked. Now, I knew he was ornery, but I didn't think he'd take risk like that because he seemed pretty chicken to me most of the time as far as getting caught doing something wrong. I want to tell you, God never left him. God didn't approve of what he did. I didn't approve, but I just thank God that he didn't hurt somebody or get hurt himself. See, we always want the best, and that's a person that sticks closer than a brother. That's a person who, when 
other people are saying things about your children or about you or about a family member and you want to say, yes, but, yes, but they, yes, but my husband says sometimes <laughs> my mercy runs over. Well, you know, we need to look for what God looks for in people. Amen. And that's with a lot of help from my friend, the Holy Spirit, that I have made it to where I am today. You know, when I was a single mom with three kids and I uh, had just barely gotten saved and I was in a desperate situation because I didn't make very much money. And God began to really get involved in my life as uh, my helper. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Spirit is called, our helper. I didn't know there were, I said it every Sunday, I believe in God the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Catholic Church. I said all these things. It's, it's a thing you would repeat in the Methodist Church. Do you know, I never thought about there being three people in the Trinity. I never, I never had any revelation of any of that. So I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. Never heard about a devil. That was to my own destruction. And never heard about the Holy Spirit. Ever heard about the Holy Spirit. Ever. And so when I got saved and people prayed with me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and to speak with other tongues, I was a little scared, but I was such a mess. I thought, what can it hurt? Whatever I, you know, give me whatever you got. Hallelujah. Just, I need help. And so that's how I received everything from the Holy Spirit. If you come on Wednesday nights, we're praying for people on Wednesday nights for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never prayed in the Holy Ghost, you all need to do that because it says in the book of Jude, it builds you up in your most holy faith. And I need help. And so I received that gift. And it's a gift for every believer. It's not just for certain people. Uh, but God wants to help us. He gives us tools so that we can succeed in life. And the Holy Spirit became my help. Not just my friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. I knew that song. But when the Holy Spirit came on the scene, and if you put up Acts chapter 14, or I mean John 14, 26, this is what it says about the Holy Spirit. Now, this is in the New King James Version, but it says he's our helper. Everybody say helper. I don't know about you, but I need help every day. I need help in all the decisions that I make, not just those that concern my family, but things that concern me about other situations, especially when we became pastors. It says the Holy Spirit or the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Aren't you thankful when God reminds you of something that you need to know. Uh, these can become just daily things. Uh, I remember I was reading in Faith to Faith once, and, and uh, Brother Copeland was saying something about how his wife uh, was learning to hear the voice of God, which is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, she was in her house one night, and she heard you left the lights on in the car. And she thought, well, that can't be, that can't be God. Why would he? I mean, that, that I turned the lights off. But she kept hearing it, and she was alone with her children. Ken was out of town. And so finally, it just kept coming and coming. So she got up, went outside, and the lights were on in her car. And the Lord began to show her, I'll take care of everything that concerns you. That's Psalm 138.8. I will perfect everything that concerns you. How does he help us? By the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Amplified, this, these are the names that it gives the Holy Spirit. The Helper the comforter, the advocate, 
the inner, how many of you have ever needed an advocate? How many of you ever need to stand the gap for you <laughs> when things aren't going the right way? Intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. I'm gonna put a few scriptures up, just three scriptures, but I want you to see this in the word of God because I think oftentimes we're trying to do everything in our own ability. Uh, you know, we, we feel like we need to. I was just talking with someone yesterday and um, I felt to help them some and um and somebody had given me uh, some money and um i had tucked it away in my purse and told the lord i don't know who this is for but i just know he gives me money for seed to put in other people's lives and so i tucked it in my wallet well i felt to go to this person and help them and um actually the husband and the wife were there and i was a little chicken at first I was going to tell the woman, but I was a little chicken to say it in front of the man. <laughs> Don't ever be afraid to do what the Holy Ghost tells you. Amen? Because in that, there is fruit. And it's not about us anyway. But, you know, I, so I went. And, and I don't do this every day, so don't be looking for me to come <laughs> knock on your door. <laughs> but I could. I could do that. I could ha that could happen. Uh, but over the last few years, God has really put finances in my hand. And years ago, he said to me, I'm going to give you millions to handle. And, and I don't even count how much he's been given me. But, but never when he gives it to me now do I think about what am I going to spend it on. You know, I think about who, who needs this. See, but I didn't get there at 20. So all of you that are 20 and 25, you need your money right now. You need somebody like me to come to the door. But, you know, or somebody that's got money to help you. But hopefully we go from glory to glory in our finances and I was so blessed by Sarah's testimony because that was my life and and so when I went um, I gave him the money and then I said now I don't want to tell you how to live your life but I want to tell you how I live mine and when I was young and had small children by myself two three five years old I didn't have any extra money but God began to tell me to give a little of whatever I got it was, I gave the tithe on what I made, but a little of whatever somebody gave me, I gave it away. And um, even then, and I said, I'm going to give you this money. I said, now, I believe this, this isn't me. This is the Lord giving you this money. I believe. He told me to. And you can take it. You can break it up and any amount you want, or you can keep it for yourself because it doesn't matter to me. But I'm just going to tell you. If you will, find people to give this money to, maybe one person, maybe four. I don't know. Divide it up, whatever you want to do. But if you will do this, every fear will be eradicated from your life to take care of your family forever. And if you don't start this way, you'll never finish. Because I, I know what I'm talking about here. And young people, the hardest thing in their life is, is there money? I, I remember. I mean, when you have no other source but your job. But I said, this is so important because God has to become your source. Your helper is the Holy Spirit of God. And he will make you know what to do in every situation. And as you give, God will return it back to you. Now, this isn't just a Mother's Day message, but I am a mother. And I have lived through seasons of my life as a single mom. 
uh, and back in that day, I didn't have food stamps or anything. There probably was a place to go do that, but I was so intimidated by everything in a, in a strange city with my three kids that I went in about a two-mile radius <laughs> of my house with my kids, and I didn't venture out very far uh, to go see about anything like that. But God was faithful. He was faithful all the time. That's why I had my daughter sing that song this morning because that song is exactly who I believe God is. All my life, he has been faithful since Jesus became the Lord of my life. And he, I have a helper. Everybody say, I have a helper. This is what Jesus said about the helper in John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, who I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit will always tell you about Jesus. He'll always tell you that everything you have and everything that's being provided is provided because of Calvary. And then in verse uh, 16, chapter 16, verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Now, this is Jesus. He's leaving. They're not going to have Jesus to take care of them in person anymore. You know, uh, all of us at some point in time will be by ourselves. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the situation may be, but... You know, um, when I married my husband, we, he had a lot of debt. God had gotten me out of debt by a miracle. But when I married Bill, and Bill said to me, don't marry me now. I got a lot of debt. But I just loved him so much. Do you see how handsome he is? I thought, this fish is not getting away from me. And so, <laughs> honestly, I heard God say when Bill called me on the phone, okay, this is him. And, and so we were married three months later. But there was a lot of debt. So I couldn't look to him to take care of us. Thank God I had learned that I had a source. And that's what Jesus was saying to his disciples. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. In other words, if I don't go, you're just always going to have to be with me. But if I go away, there'll be somebody with you all the time wherever you go. The helper will not come to you, but if I depart... I will send him to you. So it was God's idea, Jesus' idea, that we have the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, 16, 13 through 15, we talk about in this church all the time. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. In other words, whatever the Holy Spirit tells us, God is backing that word. That is so important. It's not just a word. It's a word that all of heaven is behind. When you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Then it goes on. He will glorify me for he will take care of what is mine. Who's going to take care of you? The Holy Spirit. Everybody say the helper. The helper. God sent him to help you so that you could go through life and do the things that God has prepared for you. And then verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. This is Jesus. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and he will declare it to you. Isn't that good news? So any situation we face, there is always an answer. And the answer is available if we're listening for the spirit of God. And, uh, you know, I think it's easy to um, take care of ourselves as long as we can. But I watched my mother the last two or, th two or three, well, two weeks. Suddenly, she couldn't do anything for herself. Suddenly. I mean, one minute she was okay, and the next minute she couldn't do anything. 
And, and, and she opened her eyes and said, who are, are you, Pam? And I thought, you know, she has nobody now but me. At one point, she said, where's John? I said, John who? She said, John Beale, my husband. I said, oh, he's in heaven. She said, well, why doesn't he come get me? I thought, good idea. <laughs> because she misses him so much, you know, and she's struggling so much. It's like, I just wish daddy could come get her. But the Holy Spirit is in my mother. And when I speak the things of God and tell her, God is going to take care of you. Chris said, oh, she thinks she's got dad and Jesus mixed up. She thinks dad's coming for her and it's really Jesus. My sister always has something funny to say to get me laughing again after I'm like beside myself. But, you know, the Holy Spirit is always speaking to us. Even in our darkest place, he will tell you the things to come. He will tell you, I believe when it's time to go home. We don't have to go home sick. God has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit of God, and all authority has been given to him to speak to us on the authority of God. Now, in Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are his workmanship created for good works. And uh, in my life, especially as the pastor of this church, you know, we have a very large family just in the natural but, you know, my husband and I, if you read the Word of God, as pastors over uh, a family uh, in a church, we do have responsibility uh, for your souls, it says. In other words, we have a responsibility to make sure that we have equipped you for whatever happens in your life, that you're going to be able to handle it without us being there. Does that make sense? And if you run into somebody that needs help, you are going to be able to give them what they need without anybody else being there. And so the scripture, when it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, um, when I was reading this scripture, um, you know, I, I always think of the scripture, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Now, you can't stop there because you can't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, what is the Holy Spirit? He is a strengthener. Everybody say a strengthener. So what that word is saying and what Paul's saying is, I can do all things because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. And I have the strength of Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit is in me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. The Holy Spirit of God. And so I can do all things. Now, I have a, a Bible that I've been reading the last couple of years. And um, in this Bible, I'm in Ephesians right now. I, I, I'm a little bit ahead, but uh, there's commentaries. And uh, in this scripture, uh, this is uh, Kenneth Copeland who writes a lot of the commentaries in it. But I want to read you a few things that it says about us being his workmanship and how we do that. It says his power... An ability to overcome everything that the devil tries to throw at you lives inside you. Is that good or not? Yes. Now, I never heard about a devil in the denominational church, but he is real. And I've experienced what he can do. And so we do need a weapon formed against him to stop the things of the work of the, work of the devil. The Holy Spirit is the greater one whose power and ability will cause you to triumph every time. In God, no situation is hopeless when you factor in 
the power of his anointing. Now, I just want to talk to you a minute about anointing. Because the word of God says, could you put up that scripture in 1 John 2, 20 and 21? This is what the word God says about you. It says you have an anointing. Everybody say, I have an anointing. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. Remember we sang this morning, holy, holy. You have an anointing and you know all things. How many of you have ever, well, maybe been called a know-it-all? Well, you are. Just make sure what you know it all about. Because with the Holy Spirit, you can know everything that God is speaking to you. And so, when, and then it goes on in verse, is that, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. How are you going to stay in a place where you're protected by the Holy Spirit? Then go on down in the anointing that's on you from the Holy Spirit. These things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. We are living in a world full of deception. There's no other hour that we do not need a friend and a helper like we do today and a guide. Everybody say a guide. That's the Holy Spirit who will guide us into all truth. And it says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. Now, that doesn't mean you don't need to grow in your understanding. What, what he's speaking about is to teach you right from wrong, to teach you the things that will keep you out of deception. Everybody say out of deception. Because he just said he doesn't want you to be deceived. So this will keep you out of it. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. In other words, you walk into a situation and you will know if it's wrong. Are you getting this? So that person that you've been running around with, that every time you're with them, there's something that says you shouldn't be in this relationship. You shouldn't be in that relationship. That's the Spirit of God. When you learn to understand the Spirit of God, you start hanging with the right people. You start saying the right things. You start doing the right things. You know, um, all my life I grew up, you know, with a mom who was very, she was pretty strict, and she had a switch. And um, we, we were pretty good at running from it. But it didn't matter how far you run, when you get back, you're going to get the switch. And so, you know, we, we understood discipline. We understood love. There were parameters for us. But it kept us from making some really wrong decisions. Like living on Highway 25 through Logansport, you know what that is, goes right up to your house in Rochester. Semis roaring by there every day. Well, we had to learn not to get in the street. And you know how, the, how kids can be. They say, don't go past this, and you just wanna like put your toe over there at least, you know? And here come Lou with her switch. And uh, so we learned through that discipline well, the Holy Spirit in us will save us from a lot of switches <laughs> if we will just listen to the Holy Spirit and not step over that line, not try to do what, what we're testing or trying, but we're listening to the Holy Spirit 
who will help us stay in the right place. And so as he goes on here, he says, the anointing of the Spirit of God doesn't just break the yokes of bondage, which is in Isaiah 10.27. It says the anointing will break the yoke of bondage and lift every burden. It doesn't just break the yoke of bondage in your life. God's anointing totally obliterates them until there's no evidence the yokes ever existed. Are you getting this? You're free. See, you're free. God takes it away. The anointing. Everybody say the anointing. Now, sometimes you have to remind yourself that you're anointed because you don't feel anointed. How many of you have never had that happen? You know, when I went to take that money, I felt really good about the money that I felt to help with. But the part that God told me to do, I needed the anointing because I don't want them to separate from me. How many of you have ever done what God told you to do and it didn't end the way you thought? That can happen. But the anointing will keep working. So even though at the beginning it doesn't look like it's working, it's still working in that situation where you've had to bring correction or you've had to change things. I know this from my own life. You know, I've had God speak to me about saying something and, you know, all hell broke loose. How many of you have ever felt like you heard God and, and the building fell down? But in the middle of that, God's word is still working if it was his word. And the person or persons cannot get away from that word because it's been deposited by the anointing. Everybody say the anointing. And so that's why it's so important that the Holy Spirit, we allow the Holy Spirit in us to flow the way he wants to. God's anointing strengthens you when you tap into the power of the greater one who invited who you invited to come and dwell in you. Because you are in him, you can expect the anointing factor to rise up in you and show you the way to victory. One way to tap into his anointing is by praying in in a prayer language or praying in tongues. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 14. With this kind of help, wisdom, and ability in you, as you yield to the Holy Spirit, he will overcome every evil intention coming against you. Everybody say, thank God for the anointing. I pray this, you know, uh, Rodney, because you're a policeman. You know, and policemen have to run into danger. I mean, he was on the SWAT team back, and there was a day when Rodney was with us a lot, and, and he would say, i got to go to SWAT practice. Man, thank God I'm not on the SWAT team. But spiritually, we are on a SWAT team. And so my part for whatever he was doing at that time was to pray and cover him with the blood of Jesus and that the anointing of God would show him if right around the corner there's a guy with a gun that's going to shoot you in the head. Do you watch television? And they go... You know, they're all running down these rooms like this. I'm thinking some jaybird could be under a table and shoot you right in the behind. You need to be, you need more help than that. You need the Holy Ghost. Now, I didn't go to police school, but you know that there's always the devil lurking. And the Holy Spirit of God can quicken somebody to get out of that situation. And in the day I'm living in, when I fly on big airplanes, to the other side of the world, listen, you go through that security, you know that somebody is looking to try to protect us. The Holy Ghost will protect you. There's an anointing that comes with the Holy Spirit. He can overcome every evil intention coming against you, deliver you fully, and turn every negative situation around to make something good come out of it, despite the devil's best efforts. 
The next time you're confronted with impossible circumstances in this world, you have a covenant right. Everybody say covenant right. By the blood of Jesus. To expect the power of God in your life to work on your behalf. You have a covenant right. Say that. I have a covenant right. You say, well, I didn't do very good yesterday. Well, repent. The covenant right is always working. Amen. The only thing that separates you from God is what you choose to walk away from. If you stand there, and I even believe in the mercy of God. I've covered people that really do crazy things. And God in his mercy took care of it. Last scripture, Matthew 25, and we're going to end. Matthew 25. Um, I want to read this in the New King James. You all know this scripture, but um, it says in Matthew 25, 14, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. When I saw that this time when I was preparing this message, say, I've got the goods. He delivered the goods to them. God delivers the goods. And that's the Holy Spirit of God and many other things. And to one, he gave five talents to another two and another one. To each according to his own ability. Say this, God will never ask me to do something that I'm not equipped to do. As you grow in the understanding of the voice of the Holy Spirit and you begin to know who God is through the power of the Holy Spirit, the, the anointing actually intensifies. And, the, and some people, you know, will do something that maybe you wouldn't ever do. But you have to start with the very beginning thing, like the lights are on in your car. The lights are on in your car. And you've got to learn that voice so that when you do hear it, you'll go through the intimidation. Everybody say intimidation because the devil always intimidates. And it goes on and it says, uh, and then he who had received five talents uh, traded them and made another five. And likewise, he who received two gained two more. But he who received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. I, I don't know exactly what heaven's going to be about, but I've read that there are rewards uh, I believe even in this life, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who are wannabes. You know, a wannabe is someone who wants everything that person has, but they don't want to do the things that they walk through to get there. Amen? Um, wannabes may get there, but they can't stay because they haven't had that learning ability to know along the way. And so in this scripture, we know this scripture, uh, the one that didn't... Um, he hid the talent, you know, and didn't do anything with it while he was cast out. I, I don't, I, I don't want to share this in that light, but to say to you that you will never go from glory to glory until you conquer one glory on your way to the next one. Does that make sense? And it's in the small things. It starts with very, very small things. A steward, and this, God uh, gave my husband a book to read, and it's all about stewardship. But, I, but I've, I felt this as a mom when I was by myself with my three kids. I remember when God said to me, um, your focus is those three children. It's not on getting a man. It's not on having what you want. It's those children. This was not their choice. And so you will be mother and father to those. How many of you, well, I won't have, if you're a single mom, you want to quit all the time. 
And the good excuse is, well, there's no man in here to help me. And God said to me, I'm the man, and I will help you. But cut, cut the excuse. You have the ability to raise these children. And so for several years there, I did. Well, I cried a lot. I prayed a lot. But I had to keep going because there was nobody else around who wanted them. <laughs> and that's the truth. So, <laughs> but because I knew Jesus and I didn't, I, you know, I would pray in the Holy Ghost all the time because God told me to. Well, I was helping myself, but I didn't understand any of it back then because I was such a mess. But I did what I was told by the Holy Spirit. When you're in that situation as a steward, one employed in a large household or a state to manage domestic. Now, domestic is relating to household or family duties and pleasures. Okay? That's a steward. They're responsible for the domestic concerns and a fiscal agent, one relating to financial matters. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. We are a steward. We have responsibility for domestic and fiscal. And God is watching. And he doesn't want us to fail. So he'll give us more and more opportunities. How many of you have ever had God show you something and you, and you didn't do it? And then here it comes again. How many ever said, well, could you quit? I mean, I, you know, I, I can't do that. No, you can't. But the anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom that comes through the Holy Spirit can cause you to be the steward that God called you to be. Now, um, this is, I'm going to give you something you can pray over yourself. This is something that I prayed over myself. In fact, God gave me a song, and it's on one of the CDs back there. And um, it, it is Psalm 25. It's verse 4, and you can pray this over yourself to, to begin to understand what the Holy Spirit is saying. Psalm 25, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day long. Then it says in Psalm 119, your word. Everybody say the word. The, word. the Holy Spirit can't remind you of the word if you don't know it. So, but he will remind you of one scripture. You don't have to know a lot. Just start. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Begin to pray that over your life. And expect God to begin to start speaking to you when he shows you the path, the things he says to do. And as you step out and do them, little by little, things are going to change in your life. And always say, he is the word, he is the truth. Everybody say, he is the truth. The anointing will show you a lie. Everybody say, I'm anointed. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every person here today. I know, Lord, that you will be our friend, our helper, and our guide. I know that with a lot of help from you, Holy Spirit, that I'm where I am today. And I believe all the people that are here today listening or anybody who listens to this message, that um, it's possible, it's possible to succeed no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what season of life you're in. There's hope. Everybody say there's hope. He, he will light your way. He will guide you. Um, 
I want to, I'm just going to read you the words to this song that I wrote because I was in here playing one night and uh, I began to hear this song that says, Light of my way, I honor you. Lay down my life to follow you. I lift up my head, my hands, my eyes to know your truth. Light of my way, I trust in you. With all my heart, I worship you. You are my love. You are my life. The light of my way. And then the, the, the verse to it was, show me your ways, O Lord, and lead me in your paths. You know, when you begin to put the Holy Spirit first, he will put things in your heart that will cause you to follow after him. That song that we sang today that says, goodness is running after me. You know, that comes out of scripture. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And it also says in uh, Deuteronomy 28, that when we obey God, that all these blessings are gonna come and overtake us. Isn't that good news today? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person here. I thank you that the Holy Spirit lives in everyone who has received Jesus here. If that's you, praise the Lord. I thank you, Father, that they'll begin to listen and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But if you're here today and you've never received Jesus, there's no way to hear the voice of someone you don't know in heaven. God speaks from the very throne, and he speaks through the power of the Holy Spirit to your life. It's the Holy Spirit that shows us we have a need for God. That's what the Word says. So if you're here today and you've never received the Spirit of God, you've never received Jesus as the Lord of your life, I want to pray for you before you leave this morning. Or if you're here and you did know it, but you've walked away and you just have gone down a different path, God, God is still there waiting for you to call on Him again. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you before you go today. We're all going to agree and pray for you. Anybody? Okay. I see your hand. You want to come down? I'm going to pray with you. You'll have to come around that back way. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Glad you're here today. Been missing you. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Can you say that with me? Thank, thank you for Jesus. Thank you he died for my sins. Because he loves me. And he has a way to take care of me. Help me. I need your guidance. I need a friend. Someone who will stay with me and not leave me no matter what now father i pray right now and i pray for healing in her heart and her mind i bind the devil in his works against her life and i thank you father that you begin to do a new thing in her life that she can start over and none of the past is going to hinder her from going to where you've designed her to go and created her to be in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Now I want to pray for all of you today, especially those of you that have um, given up, want to give up, uh, don't know if you even hear God anymore. I want to pray for you today. If that's you, just lift your hand right where you are and say, I just, I just need prayer today. 
I just need prayer. Okay. Looks like everybody's good to go. Right here. Right there. Right over here. Anybody over here? Right there. Anybody else? Okay, I see your hand. You know, God has a really big plan for your life. And I, I can feel the hunger in your heart for somebody to help you go where you need to go. And he will help you. Okay? You just hold on. Just hold on. Don't let go. Okay, let's put our hands on whoever's around you. We're going to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that today hope is restored because help is available. And where there's help from the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God, there's always a way, even where there seems to be no way. We thank you, Lord, that you do not forget us. You do not forget about us. You will encourage us. You will exhort us. You will help us by the Holy Spirit of God to know the right way to go, the right thing to say, the right thing to do in every situation, that we do not shrink back. And these that have their hand up, they will not shrink back, and they will not let go. They will not give up. In the name of Jesus, there's still more. There is still more. Everybody say that. There's still more. You need to hear that, those that have their hand up. There is still more that God wants to do and is going to do if you'll put your faith and your confidence and listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit every day for what your life is supposed to be. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, God is good. He is my friend. He's my helper. He is my guide. I have no fear. I do not have a spirit of fear. But power, love, and a sound mind. I have the anointing on my life to win. The victory is mine. And as my husband says, I am steadfast. Come on. Steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Praise Jesus. Go and be blessed. Happy Mother's Day.